The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another podcast from the boys at At Notebook Wagering. Tonight, we're going to break down the Big 12. We got two of the greats with us tonight. We got Smitty. We got J-Cam. And before we jump over to these guys, it's uh, National Friend Day, so couldn't do anything better tonight than be on here with these guys. It's a little Big 12 talk. We talked off off uh, air, and this is a com- compelling conference to break down in the aspect that we don't know if this is going to be a super stack conference or down year. We were pretty spot on, I think, last year with our breakdown of these guys. Now, personally, I think this is going to be a down year for the Big 12. We'll get into it when we break each team down. But let's hear from Smitty and J-Cam. J-Cam, what do you got? A little opening intro here. Well, this is my second favorite conference that can't count. Because obviously, there's 10 teams in this league. you got to do about Big 12. Um, I think there's no elite on this, this league, but I think it's a lot of good teams. Um, you know, it, it's, it could be interesting. This could be the last year this is this league. So uh, a lot of interesting storylines going on and uh, should be fun to break down the teams. A lot of interesting, uh, probably good betting angles on a lot of them. Smitty, happy Sunday night. What do you got rolling? Yeah, like Jason said, it could be gone here in a little bit, you know, this conference. And it's usually a fun conference, a lot of points, not a lot of defense. We'll see how it shapes up this year. We're going to try to cover every team. So the Kansas Jayhawk fans will love us because we're going to actually talk about their team for a couple minutes. But no, I'm excited. Let's get after it. Hey, great segue. So We'll go in no particular order. I'm looking at two sites here. It's different than how I have teams ranked, but I'm going to go off of it. So without further ado, let's head to Lawrence, Kansas. Let's uh, break down the Jayhawks. Sorry, Jayhawks. Again, you guys are coming in dead last. Uh, Over under on Rivers, we have two and a half wins. I don't have much to say on these guys. Now, uh, Lance Leopold has actually gotten great, really great reviews on the work he's done out there. Uh, Jalen Daniels of QB. Devin Neal is there. They have a good wide receiver in Luke Grimm. I don't think, I personally don't think they get to two and a half wins. However, all the experts and air quotes say you have to pound the over two and a half and expect them to get an upset win. They have two cupcakes again on their schedule. After that, can they sneak a win in somewhere? Uh, The rumor is saying, yes, I'm going to stay off it. I actually think that it looks like they're going to lose their last seven in a row. So they have to get it in the first five weeks to me. J.K., what do you think on the Jayhawks? Well, so when you're saying those must wins, obviously it's Texas Tech, uh, Duke, and Texas because they always beat Texas. So Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech, yeah, Duke, and then Texas, obviously, because obviously they beat Texas last year. They have a tradition of beating the Longhorns, which uh, does no favor to Steve Sarkeesian. No, it's, this is a good coach it's just going to take a really long time to build this program back up. You know, last year they benefited from all the transfers from Buffalo that came in, kind of helped them out. And, you know, the record may have not have indicated how much they improved, but they were just a much better team. And it was clear they were shorthanded. Just a good, like I said, just a good coach. Just give them time. He'll get this right. 
Um, yeah, this, the, the non-conference also includes Houston. That's not going to be a win. So, yeah, I can clearly see them losing the last seven games. So, if you count Duke and Texas, Tennessee Tech, Iowa State and Tennessee TCU are two games. They kind of need to get that over. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to get there. They could surprise someone. Like I said, this is one of those deals where it's going to be a scrappy bunch. There's probably going to be a lot of good opportunities to take them with the points at home just because, you know, Lawrence is still not going to be really embracing this team. It's going to be a dead environment. So there's going to be a lot of teams going in there and put up minimal effort uh, trying to get through it. Like we saw last year with Oklahoma and Texas. So, yeah, I, like I said, it's, it, I wouldn't judge them. The arrows pointed up. It's just, you know, it's a slow rise to the top for these guys. What do you got, Smitty? Yeah, 17 starters are back, you know, nine on offense, eight on defense. Two quarterback system, Daniels. Uh, Bean should be another guy that should get a little bit of playing time. Matt said it, Neil, the running back. You got a Minnesota transfer, Thomas, coming in. Offensive line needs to run block a little better. Didn't give up a lot of sacks last year, about only 16. You know, it's, it's a tough team. They don't, they don't win a lot. They surprised Texas last year in a, a very a big shootout kind of game. The defense has to improve. They're I think they're switching to a four-three. They were one of the worst teams against the run last year, but it should be better. I love the head coach. I, I like you guys said. I think Maddie said. I think this guy does have this program going in the right direction, but again, it's just it's it's a long way still to go i i get ready for basketball season there you know two games like we said they're 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 favored in two tennessee tech duke i have it at two and a half wins two like matt said is there a game that could they surprise somebody i think so i think this team's going to be they're going to fight i don't think they're going to win a lot but i think they'll fight could they get one there i could they surprise somebody probably but would i take it Probably not. I, I would probably, this would be a stay away from me. Go ahead, Jake. I will put it out there. I will take the Jayhawks knee over. That is a, a, a sign of support for Lance Leopold and the work he's doing. Yeah. You know what, Jake? I think I might join you. We bashed these guys last year. And here's the only reason I might do it. Maybe in good faith. And we give, give them a little more rooting interest. Hey, yeah. Can they get over that two wins? Yeah. I wouldn't mind rooting for these guys to get back to relevancy. But if I'm actually a, a big time gambler which i'm not i would probably lean the under still so good smooth i just think when you have a team that's probably going to play hard and you have a head coach that it seems like the kids don't quit on there's a chance they'll probably get three wins they'll probably upset somebody i wouldn't be shocked that they maybe pull two upsets just because of the head coach i think he's that good i think he's a really good head coach i don't know if they have the talent but 17 starters back that seems great but again it's kansas so you're kind of like how good are these guys but I think they would take – I think I could see three. I'm not sure I'm, I'm going to take it, but I could see three ones. So, without further ado, let's go to the number nine team that I have on the list. And since I go back to the uh, National Friends Day, I'm going to apologize to one of our friends, Mr. Ryan Hyatt, because we have Texas Tech on the list, and he might not like what we're going to say, although he might agree. Texas Tech wins this year five and a half. Sorry, Ryan. Um, I think this is an easy under, this is a total rebuild kind of team for us. Now we talked off air again. We like the, the direction they're going. They're going to bring back the, uh, full guns up offense, air it out. They have miles price, a wide receiver, Tyler shook at quarterback, but I just don't see a lot in this team. They actually only have 12 returning starters. 
the coach is uh, Joey McGuire, who I don't know that much about. I'm not sure how he stands down there in the community. So I'll let you two break down. I know Jay Cam's got a little West Texas shirt on and he wants to shoot some stuff out. So go for it. Yeah, I've had a little banter with our friends at the Gambling Gauchos. And they, they've defined to me what is all West Texas, which is pretty much everything west of Dallas, which I'm not sure geographically if that aligns, but I'll go with it. It's a great shirt. Gets a lot of attention here in Pittsburgh because people are like, what are you talking about, West Texas? This is Western PA. But anyway, good quarterback, Texas Tech. I do think they're going to put up some points. I do think that it isn't going to be your traditional. This is your Texas Tech team. They're going to put up points. They're going to throw it around a ton. Defense can be a little interesting. Uh, I like to hire in the offseason, or no, actually during the season, right? They actually got rid of Matt Wells last year. That program is kind of treading water. It's not a program that can afford to tread water, right? They need to be good or bad and good either up or down. Um, they hired Joe McGuire from Baylor. That guy's brought a ton of energy to the program. They've kind of got the NIL thing figured out pretty quickly. They're going to give 25K to their top 100 players, which is the only one school I've heard doing that. I think a lot of other schools are actually going to adopt that because some of these markets, it's a little hard to find sponsors that can, you know, hook up your star players. So I kind of like the direction they're going. I don't know if they have the dudes at this point. They're kind of stuck in that bottom half of the, the Big 12 this year. Um, but they had that killer stretch from September 10th against Houston through October 8th at Oklahoma State. That is probably going to be five losses. So he's going to get off to a rough start in his era. It'll be interesting to see how a pretty fervent fan base is going to respond to that. What do you got with them, Smitty? Well, I really want to speak highly of this team because we like Ryan Hyatt so much. But I like the hire. I like the offense because, you know, if your team's not going to win, it's fun to just score a lot of points. And this team might do that. So that's going to be fun. Thompson, Brooks, running back, should be okay. Quarterback, I, I, I've read a couple things. Could be a three-man fight for it, but I think the one guy is going to win out here. Um, you know, starters, you got about, I think, six and seven coming back. Defense gave up a lot of passing yards last year. You got to kind of tighten that up. But I think he's going to be high-scoring games with this team. I think they'll be fun. But if you look at the schedule, man, the Cougars, the Wolfpack, you got Murray State to open, then the Cougars week two, Wolfpack at NC State week three, and that's tough. Those are tough back second week, third week there. Uh, three games, their favorite, unders five and a half. I hate to say it, Ryan. I hope you still talk to me. I'm going to go the under. Uh, not a lot of love in West Texas going to be fun. No, it's going to be fun, Matt. It's going to be fun. They're going to score a lot. But I, I, I'm I'm on board, I, and I've always actually been a big Texas Tech fan. I love their logo. I love the guns up. I love the mascot. Even I know that's not big in in, in a gambling aspect, but I've always been a fan. So yeah, I, I'm for him. I am because we like Ryan so much. Yeah. Texas Tech overs are back. They're, they're bringing the old Big Twelve back. The rest of the league's kind of moving away from that. All right, let's keep it rolling. Uh, let's go to the number eight team. And I actually have these guys on my list at number seven, but I'm going to stick to this list. I have the West Virginia Mountaineers. So before I we get into breaking these guys down, I want to tell a quick story how I actually used to love West Virginia. One of my first college experiences, I went down to Morgantown, straight out of high school, everything, 17-year-old 17 17-year-old 17 kid. I wasn't even 18 yet. I'm in bars. Couldn't believe this was what was going on. And then I went back down later in the year to watch West Virginia upset Miami with Major Harris the same day, basically the same time it was going on. 
Boston College upset Notre Dame, and the place was just bonkers. Charged the field, ripped down the goalposts, and my best friend's sister had a place on campus, and we were staying at her place. And lo and behold, at like four in the morning, I just hear a mob outside, and it's all the kids still carrying the goalposts down the street in front of her house to like 7-Eleven. I'm like, God, college cannot get any better than this. Just, I was in shock of what was going on at a big time campus. Did you so, burn a couch? I, no, we did not burn any couch. <laughs> they had a good year that year. They were all out of couches by then. No, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I did sleep on the floor. So they, she may have been out of a couch. <laughs> so let's break it down. Uh, on the side I'm looking at, they have the regular season win total over five and a half. I saw it on Rivers last week at six. If, they, if you can find a six, Sorry, West Virginia, but I'm going to bet the under. I think this is a team that doesn't really – they're kind of treading water. Neil Brown's a head coach. They have a decent quarterback in JT Daniels, running back Tony Mathis, wide receiver Sam James. And I just want to bring it up. There's a guy named Dante Stills on the team. I remember a Gary Stills who used to tear it up. Number 55, Dante Stills is wearing it. So, Dante, I hope you guys tear it up. I'd like to see you guys get better and back at it. But this year, I'm going to go you're under. J-Cam, hit me with a little Mountain State knowledge. Well, personally, I have been a fan of West Virginia. I'm one of my good friends is an alum. All of his friends are crazy. Uh, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, also alums. So got a little some ties in this school. And like I said, they, they have a – you go – I travel throughout the state every year for vacation. They love their Mountaineers. Like, they literally are – belong in the sec from that perspective but it is just like the mississippi schools like this is their team there are no pro teams in west virginia you know they loosely associate with some of the western pa teams and eastern ohio teams but like this is their guys and uh they love to support this team they want them to do well neil brown's from that area i think he grew up in western virginia he understands so he's this is kind of like the other two schools he's building up right he's trying to get this program going to be like long living unlike Holgerson relied a lot on transfers and JUCOs I mean West Virginia's always got to rely on transfers they've been doing that since like the 80s um I think it's a good solid team I think this is where you get into the Big 12 kind of being good but not great this is a team that could be rather be bull eligible they got JT Daniels coming in he's playing for the offensive coordinator recruited in the USC and Graham Harrell. So they're going to go back to full air raid. This is, they kind of were a little run heavy the last couple of years. They're going to get away from that a little bit. Both lines are really solid, especially on defense. And I give them credit because they're playing a real non-conference schedule. Unlike some other big 10 teams we've talked about um, going to Pitt, playing Heinz field backyard brawl. That's going to be 70% West Virginia fans. We know that. So that's going to be a home environment, even though it's in Pittsburgh. Um, they also have go to Virginia Tech, which is a rival. I think they play for a trophy. So kudos to Neil Brown for getting those rivals kind of back on the schedule. Um, the fan base has to love that. I think it's a solid team. I think that they could go over. I think this five and a half is probably a little low. I think they can get six wins. I'm trying to find them right now. But going to Morgantown is never easy, especially for these schools that are kind of more southern and midwestern. You know, it's the crazy environment. The weather's a little bit different. You got some weird travel to get there. You got to go to Pittsburgh and take a bus down. So uh, I like the over. I think it's going to be a solid team. I don't think it's going to be anything more than six or seven wins, but I think they could go over five and a half. Yeah, this is a big year for Brown. You know, 17 and 18 over three years there. Um, 11 starters, seven on offense, four on defense. Daniels, I mean, should be a major upgrade there, quarterback. Now, can he live up to it a little bit there? Defense has been the strength over the last couple of years with this team. 
defense a little bit. They've lost some people here. Defense line should be okay. Linebackers lost some players. Secondary to me could be okay. You know, running back, Clemson transfer, Dixon coming in. Wide receiver, a couple guys are back. They should be okay. Five starters on offensive line. I, I don't know. You know, from the looking at stuff from Vison, they have them favored in two games. Not pretty. To get to five and a half, end of the year, I circled this. They have Oklahoma, Kansas State at home, but we're going to talk about Kansas State here in a couple minutes. We kind of like Kansas State. Then they go to Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, I'm on the under. I, I, I don't see it. I don't. I think this team's not going to be that good. I think Pitt takes care of business on that Thursday night. I think they'll be fine in this game. I think West Virginia is a big under, and I like West Virginia too. I, I like the the tradition. Matt throws out the name Major Harris, one of my all time favorites. I just don't think they have enough. But this is the year. Can they? The quarterback. Can he live up to it? If he does, then I think Jason's going to look like the smartest man in the room. I love them plus the points against Pitt first game of the year. I really think that's going to be a demoralizing environment for Pitt because, like I said, the Hillbillies come up and they party and it's going to be loud. And I've been to those games when it was Pitt, West Virginia, and you would hear the Mountaineer side. You did not hear a lot of the Pitt side. And like I said, they're going to have, they're going to be ready to go. They, it, the beer will be flowing early. It probably might start on Tuesday. <laughs> be careful if you're on I 79. Well, moonshine going here. Be a little Let's treacherous. But it. it will be. It, it will be all kinds of liquors. They're not afraid of anything. I mean, I've been, it's, it's a crazy environment. I've been in the parking lot for those games, and it is, it's all blue and gold, but it's not the right kind of blue and gold that you expect from the Pitt, Pittsburgh perspective. So it will be interesting, and Narduzzi's going to hate it, which I love. So. You know what? Hey, J. Kim, let's run this through the mill, though. What are you doing September 1st, potentially? Potentially, I was probably going to – I think I'm watching Penn State and Purdue, but – We'll see. Maybe we can get there. I think that parlays into a nice long Labor Day weekend. Maybe kick it off with a little <laughs> action. I, it might. It might. I mean, that's that's a pretty good call there. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's shoot up the board a little bit. Even though this is the team that I would have had in the eighth slot, this site has them in the seventh slot. Uh, Iowa State Cyclones. Last year, of course, they had a decent run. They had a lot of talent. Smitty's favorite coaches here, and Matt Campbell. They lost Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler on offense. They only have eight returning starters. Cyclones fans, six and a half wins is your over-under for the year. I think this is my best bet on the board. I have you guys under all day. I hate to say it because I'm not, it's another team I actually like, and I like these guys from way back in the day. I forget the running back they had, but, man, did he used to tear it up. Troy, Troy Davis, that's it. He used He's to just crush. Yeah, crush him. I just don't. I don't think they have enough talent to replace what they lost. And this is a team or this is a conference. I think that has kind of shifted to the defensive side of the ball. And I think it's going to actually hurt them a ton. There was a ranking that they lost the 13th most talent basically last year in all of college football. I don't think they replaced that. So I'm going to go under, I actually have this team at five and seven this year. Jay Cam, what do you got on the Cyclones? It is. I, I, you know, you look at that on paper. I completely agree with that. I mean, the non-conference is tough too. You go to Iowa. That's always a brutal game between those two. It's usually loose, low scoring and really physical. The next week they have Ohio, who is going to be pretty good in the MAC. Um, so that's a little scary. Now it's funny. I looked at 
this game because I thought it might be a letdown spot, but it turns out Iowa State's 5-0 and ATS the week after Iowa, which just completely surprised me. Um, it, it really is how good of a coach do you think Matt Campbell is? It's literally the same thing we said last year where we're talking about, is this a 10-win team? And we're like, I don't think so. They just don't recruit at that level. And, you know, Oklahoma's still Oklahoma, and some of these other programs have kind of done better uh, with the recruiting. They're kind of interesting this year because the expectations are gone. And we'll see if he can really do this. And if this is really one of those programs that's going to develop guys who are two and three stars into great players, which they kind of did with that last crew that, you know, Purdy, um, the running back, Brees Hall, actually Hall is a decent recruit, but I'm saying a lot of those guys were like kind of middling to okay recruits and turn into really good players. Um, yeah. You look at the schedule. They said the non-conference is tough. Um, I'm looking at the home games. Some of those are pretty winnable. They got West Virginia, Texas tech, um, K-State will be a tough one, and then Baylor will be a tough one. So I agree with you. I think this is probably an under, but it's it's too close for me to bet. But uh, I do think they take a big step back this year as they kind of reload. Yeah, I think when any team, when you look at the talent that they lost, you'd be like, no, this isn't going to be good. Purdy seemed like he was there for about 20 years. I think him and Perry Ellis maybe a room together somewhere around. <laughs> and, but... You know, like Matt said, you have eight starters back, five on offense, three on defense. Now the quarterback, Hunter Deckers, that's coming back. He's only attempted, in my research, 36 attempts. So that's a little scary when you have a guy that's only there. You know, they do have a really good wide receiver, Hutchinson, 83 catches last year. Offensive line, three guys back. You know, the defense, it's going to be a younger defense. And the problem is, is... Are they going to, are they going to move the ball when you got younger defenses? Sometimes it scares me that if your offense isn't going to be on the field a lot, they're going to be on a lot in there. There's going to be some mistakes and there's going to be some points here. Six and a half. Like the boys said, I think a key game that I have circled is the October 8th at Kansas state. That's a key game. If they get to, in my opinion, if they get the over with the win total here, seven home games, you know, their favorite in six total games from, from the Visa magazine that I've been looking off some stuff and some other things here. There's some games that are, there's one game that's really close with the spread right now. Now this can all change, but I have them six and six. I just don't see enough talent on offense. Younger defense kind of scares me. I think it's a six and six year. I, you know, I think it's on my site minus one twenty on the over, minus one ten on the, the under. I'd, I'd take a, I'd take a play on the under here. They usually, I mean, Matt Campbell usually gets them to seven wins over the last couple of years. I just think they have a hard time getting there. I think, I think it's the six and six team. I, I'd probably play the under. Not my strongest play, but I'd take the under. Miss Brocktober. Maybe it's September. I don't know. We'll see. I just want. To, I, I want to add one thing to it. I see. I. I'm actually re-looking it over. I. I don't even see how they get to five wins. I think this is an easy, easy bet. Maybe I'm the, the bad guy for saying it. I only see three short fire wins here: Southeast Missouri, Kansas. But I'm going to put an asterisk next to that. Is this? Is that the Kansas upset that we're all waiting for? And then I think they get Texas Tech late at home. After that, I don't I don't know where else they're going to get it. I don't think they beat TCU on the road the final game of the year. I, I think I'm high on Kansas State, so I think that's a loss. So, hey, uh, this is my best bet for the Big 12. Iowa State under. Ooh, we still pushing the chips in on that one. Yeah. All right, so let's head down to Fort Worth. 
Uh, number six team, we got the TCU Horn Frogs, and the Gary Patterson experiment tenure is completely over. Here comes Sonny Dykes. And Sonny Dykes has a big question on his hand. So the win total for these guys is seven wins is what I'm showing. I think that number is completely spot on. However, I think this is the one team that may be able to get over that based on that they have the most experienced roster in the Big 12. And then I'm actually going to frown upon that at the same time because who are they going to go with a quarterback? Is it going to be Chandler Morris? Or is it going to be Max Dugan? Now that's, uh, we won't know. I hopefully we do know before the season starts and that'll be a little intrigue into my bet here, but they rack up pretty well. Their, their quarterback ranking overall is number 31. Their running back is weak this year, which is different for them and their wide receivers weak. So I think they go back to a little defense oriented here, keep games close. And hopefully these quarterbacks don't burn them. I think that number is spot on. I think it's seven. This is going to be a no play for me until we hear a little more news about what these guys got going on at quarterback. JK. Yeah, I don't know. I actually think this is going to be weird. I think it's going to be an offensive team. Um, you've got the new head coach, Sonny Dykes. This is clearly that's his uh, resume. His forte is, you know, the offense. He did a great job at SMU with that offense um, and a couple of other places, really. Um, I just think that they've got talent. They got to pick a quarterback. It's going to be interesting. Morris fits the system better. Dugan's kind of like their blood and guts leader type. So I think that's tough. And he's basically put it out there that the team's going to decide, which I don't know what that means, but I think he means whoever practices better here in the next couple of weeks is going to get the job. Uh, so I think they're going to have to outscore people. And I think that's actually an advantage. If you look at some of the better teams in this league as we're kind of moving that direction, you're going to see the offenses with a bigger question. The defenses are much better as we kind of move up the ladder. Um, so I think they can score enough to surprise some people. I don't know if I'm confident enough to take them on an over, but at six and a half, I think they're right about there. Um, they've got some coin toss games that have to go their way to get there. Um, so it should be interesting though, because I think it's going to be a whole different look of a team. They're moving away from the four two five, which they basically, every team stole off of them. It was basically their system that a lot of these teams are running. Moving to a three three five, like basically everyone in this league runs. So they're not going to be really unique that hopefully they can stop the run a little bit better. They gave up like 222 yards a game last year in a league that likes to run the football. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably leaning under, but it's too close for me. But I think it's going to be a much more entertaining TCU team. I think it's going to play a lot harder. They gave up on Gary Patterson. That was pretty clear once he left midseason. Yeah, they needed a change from Patterson. And I'm glad I didn't have to see him kind of storm up and down the sidelines all season this year. So I kind of like Sonny Dykes here. I, you know, when I looked 30 and 18 at SMU, you know, this is a team that really needed a change. They haven't they haven't been to a bowl game since uh, 2018 because the 2020 game got canceled here. I think they needed a change. Like Jason said, I think the offense is going to be okay. Dykes brings in a pretty good offense. Now, quarterback, question mark. Jason said, you know, the two guys, who's going to win the job? Miller, the running back, 623 coming back. Johnston's the top Y coming back, um, 33 catches, 634 yards. You've got some other guys. Offensive line should be okay. you got some guys coming back. Defense was a mess. Like Jason said, 222 yards I have down on my note card. They gave up a lot of big plays, didn't get to the quarterback, gave up a lot of points. My book has six and a half wins. I, I like it. I like the over. I, I'm looking – the magazine has eight games their favorite. I like this team. I think the offense, the game I have circled that I think is a big game for them is at SMU week three. 
Iron skillet, I mean, baby. It's, it's week, man. Colorado, Tarlington State, week two. At SMU, week three. And that's They get that. Now they get Oklahoma. Man, you're 3-0 and oh, and you got Oklahoma coming in week four. I like that. I like that. I like the over here. This might be one of my stronger plays. I think they go seven and five. Agree. I, like, I, like, I like the I like the over with this team. Yeah, if you can find a six and a half, Smitty, I totally agree with that. I last week I saw a seven, so I didn't play it yet. So maybe it has dropped at the rivers. Um, and I do want to add a sticky note. Jay Cam brought up the West Virginia Va Tech rivalry. That is for the Black Diamond Trophy. Cole's king down there, baby. Yeah. All right, let's jump up. Let's go to the number five team, and let's go to the real Manhattan. That is Manhattan, Kansas, coached by Chris Kleiman, Kansas State Wildcats. This is my arrow up team. I am big on these guys again. Now, last year they cashed a ticket for me. I have them at over six and a half wins. This is also another bet on my board, best bet, over six and a half. I'm going to take it all day, and I'm taking it for one reason. Jay Camp's favorite player still will not leave college football. Adrian Martinez is back. I think it's his eighth year redshirt junior still probably, or, or he's a ninth year freshman. Who, who knows with this cat, but this team in all seriousness, they're pretty loaded on offense and they have a guy Deuce Vaughn had almost 2000 total scrimmage yards last year. I think he's going to get it again. I think this team is really going to open it up. This is why I'm going to look for some overs. Um, Kalina's a good coach. Their quarterback rates well. Running back, their running back group overall rates well. They don't have a good wide receiver. Uh, Malik Knowles is, is decent. There's still some unknowns. They have 14 re returning starters, which is really good. So for the listeners, I love this team. Give me over six and a half for these guys for the year. J. Cam, hit us with this Manhattan knowledge. <laughs> Well, I think the biggest thing with Martinez is, well, number one, he's literally chaos in a bottle. Like, you, you never know what you're going to get with him. It, it could be a turnover. If, if, you're, if you're ever in a situation where you're winning a bet with Adrian Martinez, a quarterback, you should not turn your TV. You should stay focused. Don't make any comments that could get the gambling gods a little irritated because that fumble is literally moments away if you do. Um, that's the biggest thing is it can he give them something quarterback he's coming off like shoulder surgery I think in the offseason I don't think he threw in the spring I don't know if he's thrown in the fall yet but Will Howard was okay when um which we call it um Thompson was injured last year so he's got some experience the running back's really good Deuce Vaughn they need much better wide receiver play like you mentioned they brought in some transfers I think from Ole Miss and from um Nebraska to try to address that the old line was okay could be better but this is actually a pretty good league pro line so it's hard to gauge where they're at the defense all three units are solid um they shaved 100 yards a game off their total from the year before they can get pressure on you uh, it's a good solid team and if they have good quarterback play they could surprise because climbing an excellent coach he's kind of like stepped in there you know they're they've been feisty as heck the whole time that he's been there um you look at the schedule, South Dakota, which I, that game I can't really get a read on because I think that's a really good FCS program. I don't know what they have coming back. I mean, it's not South Dakota State with Jackrabbits, you know, near dear to my hearts for hoops and football, but it's still another good solid program. So you never want to play that FCS, good FCS school the first week of the year. Missouri, who they should be about a touchdown favorite on, and then Tulane, who's also taking a step back. So the non-conference is, is like, it's weird. It's not hard, but it's also not easy. Um, and then they go right to Oklahoma uh, to start this thing off. And they've had a lot of good success against Oklahoma over the years, not every year, but some of the years. So um, I think their total is six and a half. 
I think I like the over here for that. Not too much over because I think this is a really tough league. And I think it'll be a good, solid team. They kind of need things to make sure they go the right way if they're really going to contend for the Big 12. But I do kind of like them as a pizza money play at plus 1,200. Yeah, 13 starters, like Matt said. Six on offense, seven on defense. The big question mark is our friend, Martinez. Is he going to turn the ball over? I have down on the index card. Jason loves my index card, so I'm going to flip it here. Index card here. I have 30 INTs at his career at Nebraska. Well, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good, everyone. You know, Matt said it. The the running back Vaughn's a stud. Great running back. Offensive line should be uh, okay. This is a tough team. I mean, this is a team that brings in a lot of JUCOs, a lot of transfers, very competitive every year. Crowd is fantastic. One of the best environments, I, you know, I think a very for a team to go in and try to beat them there, it's tough. Uh, you know, I like this team. A defense is usually pretty strong here. Now, Jason brought up the first three games, South Dakota, Missouri, Tulane. From the Visa Magazine, they have them double digits, favorites in all three of those games. If you can get off to a 3-0 start, that's okay, looking good. Then you get you get the next game, uh, September 24th at Oklahoma. Now, could that could be a surprise. There you go. Big stretch, in my opinion, the 29th of October, Oklahoma State, and then November 5th, Texas. Favorite in six games. Four of them are very close with some other games, too. I like this team. It's like TCU. I like the over. I like this Kansas State team. I think right now, my, maybe my two favorite plays so far, TCU over, Kansas State over. All right. I love the love there. Um, let's go to the four team. And here's where I have a problem with this list I'm looking at because my top four is completely almost flip-flop from what I'm looking at. Number four team on this board is the Baylor Bears. Uh, regular season total over eight and a half. Coach Dave Aranda down there in Waco. I'm going to give Waco some love. I think this team has a great chance to repeat in the Big 12 this year. They went 12 and 2 last year and were the actual Big 12 champions. Uh, quarterback Blake Shapen, running back Tay McWilliams, wide receiver Gavin Holmes. They were 10 4 against the spread this year. Last year, they re- led the conference in rushing at 220 yards a game. I don't know what defense out there other than Oklahoma State is going to stop these guys from doing that again. So I think Aranda's just going to pound the ball down some people's throats. I think they might have the best quarterback in the conference as well, and I also think they have the best O-line in the conference. This is also on my best bets board. I got these guys over eight wins easy. I actually see them going nine and three, maybe even getting back to, to ten and two. For these guys. Uh, I'm a big Baylor fan this year. I like what they got going down there. I think Aranda is also probably the best head coach in that conference as well. So the Bears get a lot of love from me. Jay Cam, what's up? Yeah, no, I, it's a good solid team. Like Aranda's really built something well. They took a huge step forward last year. They shaved 11 points off their points per game on defense, and they added 112 yards per game and eight points on offense. So it is like everything just kind of went great. And the offense is probably the biggest question mark. Like you said, you like the quarterback. He played really well in the Big 12 championship. Uh, Bohannon was our quarterback for most of last year. Now he's moved on after he lost a job. So there is a little transition there. This guy hasn't really played all that much at this level. Has a good recruiting pedigree. Apparently has maybe the best arm in the Big 12. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays. The defense is stacked. 
big guys up front. Like, this is a really good, solid unit. You know, they like to bring pressure off the edge. That's probably their biggest question because I think they lost some guys uh, in the offseason. And it's, it's more of, is their offense good enough to kind of win the league? Uh, they kind of got through it last year. And, you know, but if you look at the top teams here, none of them have a really explosive offense, except maybe potentially Oklahoma. And we really don't know what we're going to get out of them. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think this is going to be a really good team. I think that their total is what? I think it's nine and a half or seven and a half. That's what I wrote down. Is that right? Seven and a half. Oh, I take that I had them at eight, so I, I'm still going over the eight. Yeah, so if episode can... half, I just realized the juice at 155. So, yeah, yeah, everyone else kind of agrees that this is going to be an over group. I, I think that, you know, it's kind of interesting. Their schedule really comes down to the end when they go to Oklahoma, then they get K-State at home, and TCU, which is a rivalry game. Um, so it'll be interesting there. TCU season's kind of in the toilet. It might be just everything on the, pushing all in on that game to get a win to kind of win over their fans. And then they go to Texas, which will probably determine second place for this league. So, yeah, I think it's a real good game. It really depends on the quarterback if they get good quarterback play. All the other units are pretty solid. Um, the offense will be key on the quarterback because all the other units are pretty good. Defense is going to be excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to add here. I, I have down on the index card here, you know, quarterbacks, okay. I don't mind them. They, I do have down that they lost a couple backs, a couple wide receivers, but they have some people coming back. Offensive line, like Matt said, should be the strength. Only gave up 18 sacks last year. One of the best maybe, you know, in, in college football. Defense was extremely good last year. They did lose a couple key players on there. Secondary is the question mark that some people are eyeing up here. You know, look for week two. What a, what a great game. Them going out to BYU. That BYU team, a lot of people are high on BYU this year. So I think that's uh, that will be an, an intriguing game to kind of keep an eye on. Favorite in nine. Clo a lot of close lines right now on some of these. I have them at seven and a half, and I was right with Jason when he said I had the over in my book at minus 155. I have them at eight and four. So I would take the over in that, but not as close as Matt seems like he's a lot higher on this team than I am. I think they're going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be where they were last year. Yeah, they're, they're I am. I am high on these guys. I actually have a bet on them to win the Big 12 at plus 500 already. So uh, it's just a little one I went with. I need, I need some – I mean, they have an easy early schedule too. And like I said, I'm big on the trenches. And I, I mean, the, the offenses, even though we said Texas Tech going to bring back the air raid and everything, I don't think the offenses are that awesome in the Big 12 this year. That's why I'm down a little bit. So I'm going to take, take a flyer on the Bears. I just think they're going to see a ton of loaded boxes, like you said, because it's going to be smash mouth. You, you don't see any guys the wide receiver position. I probably overrated a little bit before. They, their top receiver is a tight end return with 31 catches. There's not no speed on the outside. It's really proven. But that's probably, and you have an unproven quarterback. That's probably the biggest issue with them. All right, let's go to the number three team. Uh, let's head to Stillwater, Oklahoma. We got the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Over, under, I have eight and a half on these guys. Uh, not only do they have maybe the second best coach, he's also their third all-time leading passer. I didn't know that. Mike Gundy with 8,400 career passing yards. Solid play there. He's 40 and he's mid. All right, these guys are still pretty good. Their defense was stacked last year, and I think, again, they're going to be stacked again this year. They only have four returning starters on defense, but I think they'll step right in and not 
uh, miss a beat there. Seven on offense. Gundy's always has this program in the hunt. Um, they just can never seem to get over over that proverbial hump, and I'm not sure they can do it. Spencer Sanders is still really good. He seems like he's been there for quite a while as well. But I don't know if they have the talent on the outside. They have Dominic Richardson at running back, Brennan Presley, wide receiver, Braden Johnson, wide receiver. Uh, I'm actually going to th- – I actually think this is down. I would put Baylor ahead of these guys. I have Oklahoma State going 7-5 and five this year. I think it's going to be a little bit of a down year this year for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean – Everything preview I've read, they're kind of banking on Gundy Magic to uh, keep them at that level. Like, they always find a wide receiver. They always find a running back. And it's like, well, they're going to need to do that again this year. You're right. Sanders might be the offense player of the year, looking at his stats from last year. I didn't realize they were as good as they were until I read up on them. Um, The defense, you know, it's talented up front. It's a little uh, light in the back with guys leaving. And you're losing. And it was a really old defense last year. That's been brought up a couple times with Knowles moving to Ohio State. So it'll be interesting to see as they transition to a new defensive coordinator. They've got Derek Mason coming in um, from Vanderbilt where that did not work all that well. And then I think last year he was at Auburn and did better. I mean, it was a good solid unit. So it'll be interesting to see how um, that transition occurs. I think they play very similar styles, so it shouldn't be that bad. But yeah, out of this group, like you mentioned, these top four kind of are shuffled around. I would probably put these guys fourth because I think the defense is going to fall off a little more than the other ones. I think there's still some question marks on offense. It's a little hard just to count on Gundy magic all the time. What do you have, Smitty? Well, I'm a man and I'm 40. So let me break down Oklahoma State for you here. So Sanders needs to be better with the ball. Yeah. A lot of picks last year. Little concern, running back, wide receiver, they lost some people. On my index card, defense coordinator, like Jason said, going to Ohio State, big loss for them. Lost some people. He said in the back, a little question mark. I have down secondary. Keep an eye on that. Could be the problem on the defense. Derek Mason's coming in. Seems like he's been everywhere the last couple of years too. But we have that. Now, schedule-wise, I have I have eight and a half, the over. I have the key game October 29th at I think I, I think it's at Kansas State. That's the game I have marked down. That could be the big turning point where we're at here. You know, they open up Central Michigan, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. I think it's Arizona State. I think they have there. I had them at seven and five, guys. I, I think eight and a half is going to be hard. In my book, the over is minus 105. I, I don't see them at eight and a half. I think to get nine wins – I'm having a hard time seeing them getting nine wins this year. I, I would play. I, I just don't think this is going to be the best team this year in this conference. So I'm going to go seven and five, and I would take the under in this. Love it, Smitty. Great minds right there. All right, here's where I have a problem. So let's go to the number two team. This site is this site is using the Texas Longhorns. I'm sorry. They should not be the number two team in this conference. Their regular season betting win total, I see, is over nine and a half. Give me this under all day. Uh, Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian's the head coach. They do have an interesting quarterback in Quinn Ewers. We know Bijan Robinson is going to get his yards. I mean, he's mentioned for the Heisman. He's probably going to get close to 16 to 1,800 rushing yards this year, maybe even push for 2,000 if he gets a monster game in there. They do have really good wide receivers, which, I mean, I, this team is going to put up some points. They have Isaiah Nair. 
They have the Worthy Kid, whose name is slipping my mind at the moment. Uh, Xavier Worthy. Uh, they're they're pretty set across the board. Seven returning starters on offense, seven on defense. Their schedule to me, though, is the kicker. I can't believe they're going to play Bama week two, and I really think they're going to get pounded. Now, maybe it's a reality check. I, I think Bama beats them by 10, and it maybe drops 50 on them, wins 50 to 30. But then they finish pretty weak in the schedule. They have to go to Kansas State, TCU, Kansas, and Baylor down the stretch. Maybe they can get to that nine and a half, nine. I do not see it. I actually have these guys at eight and four. And I think I'm actually kind of being generous. I, I see this more as a seven and five team with some stumbles along the way. And they have to keep Robinson healthy for it to even get to that number. So I'll let you guys break down the Longhorns. I am not as high on all these neatniks who say they're going to be pretty good. It is interesting, though, because they brought in Ewers, who was who would have been the number one quarterback in this recruiting class if he wouldn't have reclassified up to take the million dollars in NIL from Ohio State, right? Didn't really touch the field at Ohio State. You know, Phil still has him as a starter here. We'll see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage the beginning of the schedule because you have Louisiana Monroe. That should be a win. That should be easy. But then you get Alabama there week, week two. Like, I don't know. Do you think that's like a litmus test game for a Sarkeesian? Is that kind of a referendum on how things are working? Or is that just a, hey, this is too soon in the process to even think we're going to touch Bama. Uh, we'll just take our 50 to 10 beating and move on. Because I, I have a feeling it's going to be the, the latter. I think they're going to kind of realize we're not there yet. Um, and, and not really, you know, sell out and not rush a quarterback to play. Because, you know, not just do they have yours coming in. They have a guy named Malik Murphy, who is the number eight overall quarterback coming in. So they've got some young talent. Because everything else on offense, like you said, is loaded. The running back room is really, really good. Wide receivers are good. The line is talented. I don't know if it's played as well as it could, but pretty good. Defense, this is kind of like North Carolina, where you look at the recruiting numbers, and you're like, well, this should be a pretty good unit, and they just do not play that way. I think they got completely run over last year, giving up 202 yards a game. And, you know, we've talked about these teams. Baylor is going to run the football. Kansas State is going to run the football. Like these teams are going to be in Oklahoma state's probably going to run the football because you, you know, we talked about the questions they have at the skill town. Like you got to be able to defend and run because the top teams in this league do that. And they have not shown any instance to do that. Now Kwiatkowski's a good defensive coordinator. He's had success other places. So you really got to put it on the kids of like, do you want to play physical? And that, that's really been the issue with Texas anyway. Right. It's just that they have not found that way to get these kids to play hard and they've had the recruiting classes, but when they built the stack, the talent, they just all kind of chill. Maybe it's just Austin's vibe. I don't know, but I like the under here too, because like I said, I think the questions at quarterback are going to get them. I think they have a tough stretch from when they go September 24th at Texas tech, which I think is a trap game and a half, especially with the young quarterbacks. And then through West Virginia, Oklahoma, Iowa state and at Oklahoma state, I think that's really their season in a nutshell. They can get out of that with four and one. So they'll be, what, six and two at that point? I think they're going to have a nice season, but I don't know if they can get through it that way. What do you have, Smitty? 14 starters, seven on offense, seven on defense. One of the hottest recruiting teams in the nation right now. Got Arch Manning coming in. A lot of people now, if you dove into that, they said if it's not the Manning name, maybe he's not as high on some of the draft. They're getting some key players right now. Big year. I mean, this is a big year, but here, you guys said it. Quarterback's the biggest thing with this team for me. You know, yours, Car, Hudson Card, who's 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 the guy? The problem is diving in with yours, you know, he went to Ohio State. He got the truck. He got the money. I think he got two snaps. 
Well, if you dive back and listen to some other people and read some more on this, the kid didn't play when he was a senior in high school. Last time he's really played football, junior in high school. That scares me. Q, not on the show because he's working tonight, made a great point. Week two, are you going to throw this kid at Alabama? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree with him. Maybe go with the vet a little bit. Could you see both guys? I don't know who's going to win the job. You guys broke it down. Robinson's a stud. Great. Uh, Xavier Worthy, very good. 62 catches, 981 yards, 12 touchdowns. Offensive line, three guys are back. They improved a little bit running the ball. They're going to pound the ball. I mean, they got one of the best players in the country there. Defense was not very good. Gave up a lot of points. Couldn't stop the run. Couldn't get to the quarterback. I was shocked on this. You know, I love the I we love Veasan. You know, we've had a lot of Veasan people on the show. Magazine. I love reading what they have. They have them favored in nine games with some of the spreads. You know, they, they who whatever site they looked at before doing the magazine here or their their guide. Man, I don't know how they're favored in nine games. The game I have on my index card, October twenty second at Oak. Okie State, Oklahoma State, big game. I have eight and a half in my book. It's minus 115 over minus 115 under. Matt, I was right with you. I had eight and four. Yeah. The, the under's more tempting to me than the, the over is. And we all know people hate unders, but betters love the under. So I, I'm going to stick with the under. I, I'm just not a Texas guy. Yet, and I think J. Cam summed up right. That game against Alabama is, hey, are we actually ready to go down here to the SEC? Is, is this program going in the right direction, or do we have the studs to compete with these guys? And I think Saban's going to blast them, basically saying, no, you're not ready. I think that's why they tried to grab Manning and steal him away from the SEC regulars. So we'll see. Texas has a big year, big uh, big shoes to step into coming up for the Longhorns. All right, let's go to the number one team. We'll wrap up the show with Oklahoma Sooners. Um, out goes Lincoln Riley off to USC. In comes Brett Venables, the D.C. from Clemson. Really good defensive-minded coach. We'll see if he can turn that around. Out goes Spencer Rattler. Out goes Caleb Williams. In comes Dylan Gabriel. This team, we don't know what to make of it. On paper, I think they're still the class of the Big 12. They actually have two really good running backs, Eric Gray, is one of them. The other one, skipping my name. I just lost his name. They have a really good receiver in Marvin Mims. So the offense is going to be just fine. It's going to be what can Venables do with this defense? Because they're only returning five starters. So I think the what we've talked about all show, I think the Big 12 is down a little bit this year. So I think it's going to help Venables in his first year. They're over under. I have nine and a half. And we talked off air. Somebody on the show thinks they might go undefeated. It's not me. I actually think this team does go over the nine and a half. I think they get to 10 and two and they're still the betting favorite to win the big 12. And I wouldn't put up an argument with that, but I still like the Baylor bears better. So Jay Kim break down the Sooners for us. I, you know, to me, like you said, it, it, they're the most talented team. I think, I mean, Texas is gaining on them, but they're far better coached than Texas. Or at least they play harder than Texas. Um, it's really interesting. There's just a lot of question marks for the team that's supposed to be like the best in the league, right? I mean, Dylan Gabriel's a really good quarterback at UCF, and he's got his offensive coordinator from UCF here. So that, that should be help them. 
And they got, like you said, the, the running back room is pretty good. They got the guy from Tennessee that came in. I think Javante Barnes is the other guy you were trying to remember, who was a pretty highly recruited guy. Um, but the defense is like going the wrong direction. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot to work with here from the edges to get pressure. And then, you know, when you watch that Clemson defense play, they were really good, but they also have really good guys. Like their defensive line was like 10 deep uh, across the front. He doesn't have that here. I mean, they're good, but there's other better defensive lines in this league. So I'm really intrigued to see how that transition goes. I'm just also interested to see how his transition goes. He's never been a head coach really anywhere. It's kind of similar to like Brent Pry at Virginia Tech, where he's been a really good D.C., but that's only half the team. There's a lot of other things you have to manage as a head coach, especially the college head coach. You got to shake hands. You got to make sure the big checkbooks are happy. You got to do the radio shows. I don't know if all that went on in Clemson, South Carolina. So there's going to be a lot more distractions. And I just, I'm, I'm interested to see how he, he kind of transitions here. I think the schedule gets a little surprising early when they go to Nebraska the third week. I think we'll really kind of see how good of a coach he is and how much they've bought into him. You know, a lot of turmoil with this program. You had Lincoln Riley basically said, you're not good enough. I'm going to go to Southern Cal, who's been mediocre now for, what, like five or six years, and take that money. Oh, and I'm going to take maybe one of the top Heisman candidates in the nation with me. I mean, that's a big kind of rip to your program for Oklahoma, who's a traditional blue blood. Um, so, yeah, so that game at Nebraska is going to be interesting. Nebraska is going to be feisty, just like they were last year. Could be better this year. That's just kind of a lot early. Then you got K-State the following week. And like I said, we talked about K-State. We like them a lot. And then you got TCU. Like It kind of hits them real quick in this schedule. And I don't know if Venables is going to be ready. I like the under here. I do not like them to win this league. I think they'll be good. They'll be in the mix because you're going to see a lot of these top teams knocking each other off. But I don't think they're going to run away with it at all. Yeah, I'm the one. If you uh, – what Matt said leading into this, someone on the show likes this team. And after you listen to Matt and then you listen to Jason there, I guess – no one else is on the show here, so I guess it's me. <laughs> so, five guys coming back, offense, five defense here. Now, I agree with you know when you go when you go third. I've said this before; it's kind of easy sometimes because these guys are so good. It just you kind of you already have it down on the index card here. I like Gabriel here, and I'm going to throw it out right now. I've done two Heisman. I said on the ACC show, our last show, myself and Jason did. Van Dyke out of Miami, I took a chance on a little pizza money to win the Heisman. I'm going to take, I did a little pizza money on Gabriel to win the Heisman. Now you're going to say, Smitty, you're insane. He's not winning the Heisman. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to take the top two, three guys. That's no fun at all. So I'm not going to do this. I like him. 70 touchdowns, 14 picks at UCF. Offense coordinator, big thing I had on my index card, Jason said, the offense coordinator going to be a fast-paced offense. I like it. Score some points here. Their favorite, Beeson has them favored in 12 games. I like it. Now, do I think they go undefeated? I don't I don't think they do. I think they slip up. I have the over nine and a half, even money on my book, under 130. I like 10 and two. I could see 11 and one. I kind of like this team. The running back room's deep. Brooks, great. Uh, great coming from I think Tennessee, uh, Barnes, the boy said, freshman out of Vegas. Now they did lose some wide receivers. Mims is the big one. Marvin Mims is he, he has to really step up this year. Offensive line. You got a couple guys back. You got a transfer from Cal should be okay here. Defense. Yeah, they weren't good. Hey, I had this team to win the national championship last year. That was my bet. It didn't happen. Defense was not good. 
mean, they about lost week one to Tulane last year. So, I mean, I had to sweat that game. I have, too. I think it was Jason that mentioned it. He said the key game he thought was at Nebraska. Well, on the index card on mine, I have the game at Nebraska as the key. Great minds. I mean, again, Kansas State, you got the Red River game, Texas. 12-game favorites, though. I like this team. I like the coach. I really do. I like the quarterback. Why not throw some pizza money? I got one more surprise. And uh, now, not a surprise. I'm not going to say it until a couple more weeks here. I got one more Heisman. But I like him for a Heisman play. I like the over. Even money on my book. I think they get to 10-2 and at least. I like Oklahoma. They win the Big 12. Smitty, I'm going to give you a a thumbs up and a thumbs down on your win to now I'm with you. I'm on 10 and two. So they get their two hardest games are at home. They get Baylor at home. They get Oklahoma state at home and the game at Texas is down in Dallas. So that's just a, that's a free for all. Nobody, nobody uh, bad there. And the, the thumbs down though. Um, and I think we all see that it's their Achilles heel. It's the defense in their preseason, like big 12 rankings. They have only have one guy in the top two teams, which but like we said, we know Venables is a defensive guy, but he really is going to have his work cut out for him this year. So I'm with you, though. I think 10 and 2, talent wins out. I don't think they'll make the playoff this year. So I think we're going to see a different team in there. So that's our Big 12 wrap up. You guys got anything else you want to touch on before we sign off here? No, really. it's good to be back. Let's keep, uh, what do we got next, boys? Pac 12? Yeah, next we're going to touch the Pac-12. Uh, I want to just throw it out we're there. Out west. We're going yeah, out west. Throw it out to you listeners. We got some T-shirts in. Check out our Twitter feeds. Maybe you're interested. Maybe you want to check it out. We might have some hats coming up. I do want to send another apology to Ryan Hyatt and our boys down there in West Texas. But, uh, yeah, Big 12 wrap-up, all done. Check out JCam on Twitter at Notebook Wagering. JCam Smitty Bucks 24, correct? Or is it just Smitty Bucks? Smitty bucks. Okay. And I am at, if you follow Matt, we are the guys at notebook wagering. And like we always say, when we sign off, bang your bookies, everybody, and have a good night. Thanks for listening to the notebook wagering podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at notebook wagering until next time.